Welcome to the Business of Dance podcast, where we discuss business growth, dance education, creating your dream business, and falling in love with your studio all over again. Now, here's your host, business coach, educator, and owner of Dance Energy Studios, Claire O'Shea. Hey guys, it's Claire O'Shea here from the Business of Dance podcast, and I'm so excited to be continuing our Benefits of Blogging series this week in episode four. So last week we spoke about the importance of having a regular blog post and all of that it can do for your community and your website. This week we are going to deep dive into the 10 ways to create consistent blog content without you having to do the work. So that sounds awesome to me. So in my opinion, it's all well and good to say, you know, you need to do it, but I know how busy life can get as a studio owner. And so I've created a list of 10 ways to get and create blog content without you having to write it yourself. So by incorporating some of these things into your schedule, I know you will be able to time block, get organized and reap the rewards with all that creating regular blog posts can bring. So this week, the download is a ready-to-go email and template to send out to your teachers and students, which will make a little bit more sense when we get into the episode, but I just know that you're going to love this. It's going to take you a quick minute to just send it out. We've already created it for you and it's ready to go. So to download today's free guide, just go to www.businessofdance.net forward slash EP4. That's businessofdance.net forward slash EP4. Let's dive into the show. So I'm so excited to be sharing this with you today because I myself really love the list that I've created and I can't wait to get the information out there. So the first way that we can help create consistent content without us having to write it would be to ask your team members to write a short article on a topic they are passionate about or have some further education and knowledge on. So there's really a lot of benefits to this. It really creates a good relationship by asking for their input and expertise. And it's a great way to build their standing within the studio and also give them an opportunity to step up, take more responsibility and really spread the message about whatever interests and things that they have and are really passionate about. So for instance, some of the topics they might be really passionate about or have further knowledge on or, you know, just different knowledge could be health, parenthood, homework, education, community, volunteering. The sky really is the limit. So this also can double up as a type of teacher feature, which you can repurpose, you know, on your social media channels, within your welcome email series, as well as including printouts and things possibly for parents to take home and send it out via email and, you know, include it in the newsletter, etc. Number two is creating a student spotlight series. So select students from a wide variety of classes and get them to answer a questionnaire. So that's what we've created for you today in the download. So again, quickly head to the website, download it for you to be able to email them straight away. It's at businessofdance.net forward slash ep4. Alternatively, students could also apply for the ability to submit a blog article. But the initial way I would recommend is having a list of set questions and sending it out to those select students that you have chosen and get them to answer it. This is a really great way to share some of the amazing things that the students are doing outside of the studio as well. And obviously would provide a wonderful opportunity for them to feel connected and really appreciated and valued within the studio. By asking 10 or 12 students, you could easily 
easily have three months worth of blog content ready to go. Bonuses all around, this is an awesome step. Moving on to number three, Another thing that you could do is put your student teachers on a schedule. So they could create a bit more of like a diary type series where they're exploring, you know, the, the different experiences they're having as a growing and learning student teacher. So within my studio, I have about 30 student teachers. So again, if I put them all on a schedule and ask to submit it by a certain month throughout the year, I would have 30 blog posts all ready to go. Now that is a lot. For those who are a bit concerned about the like the level of quality that that might be uh, submitted, you could as well take little bits and put it together, merge maybe like four or five students together to create a bit more of like a whole encompassing blog post rather than featuring each blog post or article separately. Number four is creating a mini how-to guide and getting your students or your student teachers to really take charge of that. So for example, one Friday afternoon, my students have an hour gap between their classes and a lot of the time they spend sitting in the shop or in the student lounge you know just laughing and hanging out which is so awesome and obviously them creating more bonds in the studio is wonderful but one week what I got them to do is get a piece of paper quickly write down four or five stretches that they think that other students could do at home to increase their flexibility and work on stretching at home as well. Then I got them to bring me the list. I quickly checked them, made one or two changes, and then all they had to do was take a photo in each position, write a couple of dot points about each stretch, and include you know some safe dance practices, things to remember, and some tips and tricks. They then just typed this up for me when they got home, sent me the photos, and we put it together in a blog post that we shared. And we also turned it into a PDF to be able to send to our parents and for some people to be able to download it from our website. It literally took them between 20 and 30 minutes and they had a blast. Number five is seeking permission to republish valuable and informative articles that you've read online. So these blog articles might have been created by people completely unrelated to the industry or possibly through the different syllabus that you use or some other different technique type websites. So for me, the syllabus I use for our acrobatics program, they released a really great article about how students get sore wrists when they're starting acrobatics and it's not necessarily a injury, they're just working up their strength and things like that. My students were having some issues with that and it was really valuable content and I wanted to be able to share that with my families as well. So I just reached out and asked them whether that would be okay and if I gave full credit to them and included that in the title as well as included the link to their blog post would that be okay and with permission they said yep that's not a problem just you know make sure that you include this this and this I did what they asked and then I was able to share it on my website and with my families and it was a great way for me to share those tips that I found so valuable from the acrobatics company and it was also a great way for me to share their information that they had created now number six is an easy one outsourcing so if you have the funds available and you'd really like to hire someone with writing experience and expertise to create blogs for you outsourcing is a fantastic way to do this through companies like Upwork and Fiverr, you can hire one-off writers to do the occasional blog post every now and then. You could even find someone that you hire on a more consistent basis so that they're producing content for you each week or each fortnight or each month whenever you want to release your blog post. So for more tips and tricks on how to work with a virtual assistant or a writer online, 
be sure to head over and listen to episode two of the podcast where we really spoke about everything there is to know about how to find, hire, and work with a VA. So that was episode two. But with in relation to this episode, point six, outsourcing, a little tip I want to give you is that you get what you pay for. And I did mention this on the other episode. Ensure that the person you're hiring is either native speaking to your language or has the capability to use colloquial terms within your language. So another tip would be to read examples and ask possibly for an intro paragraph to the topic of your choice before signing on with them either producing you know, four or five blog posts or hiring them from week to week. Within this, you can either pay per post or article or per hour. So whatever you think is going to be more suitable for you and your budget. I found paying per post to be an easier way to be able to determine the final cost. Obviously, if you're paying per hour, it can kind of tend to blow out depending on the person that you're hiring. Moving on to number seven, it's all about reaching out to professional people within your community who may also want to grow their following. So there may be other local businesses or professionals in the community close by to you or kind of a little bit further out who are wanting to get their name out there more, grow their business, grow their clientele and grow the knowledge about their business. So this could be dietitians, personal trainers, photographers, tutors, anything that could really be related to your business and also provide more expertise and knowledge in certain topics. So for instance, a dietitian could write a blog post about five quick and easy and healthy lunch meals to make for your child or, you know, five meals that your teenager will be able to make themselves. Something that's really simple and it's not going to take the dietitian a long time, but it's going to be sharing their expertise with your community and all of your parents and families, as well as then they can obviously reuse information on their website. Number eight is using a transcription service online or even using the tools on your computer to turn all of this spoken word and, you know, if you find speaking easier into written text. So perhaps you're not a writer, but you love to talk. So there are heaps of resources out there that convert audio to text for a fee or sometimes even free. And these can include using a virtual assistant to type it up manually, using something like Fiverr or Upwork again. There is also a really great online source called Rev, R-E-V, and this is a professional transcribing website. So highly recommend them. You could even try using the voice to text on your phone. Now, it's not going to be 100% accurate, but it is going to get a lot of what you're speaking about and probably really passionate about onto some form of typed up document. From there, you could always spend some time editing and making a few notes or get someone else to go over and clean it up ready for posting. Number nine is repurposing any video content that you have by either transcribing or reposting the video in a blog. So we can use some of the same services as mentioned before. So you can rip the audio off and just have the audio file and then send that audio file away to be transcribed. So then you would have a written blog post or another thing that you can do is embed the video that you've already created and put it in a blog post and possibly just type up a little paragraph. So some examples of things of of videos that you might have already had that you've posted that you could turn or change into something else could have been, you know, introducing teachers, outlining upcoming events, describing, you know, costume requirements or makeup requirements within a video or even a video tour of the studio where you're describing what they can see around them 
all of these things are content that you've already created and it's just a really it's a different way of repurposing them and using them on your blog and lastly number 10 is reaching out to your studio parents so really look within your community who do you have within your studio who has specific career knowledge or interests that might be suitable to your student they could have a particular experience as a dance parent that they could reflect on it's also a great opportunity to address any fears that you know you might see generally cropping up whether that be with the concert or exams or paying for fees it's a great way to outline that those people had those fears and how enrolling or you know by going through a certain program those fears are now alleviated. So just like it's really important to acknowledge all the wonderful things that our students do within and out of the studio, really highlighting parents is a great way to create that community feel and make them feel a part of the family as well. So it's really only beneficial and there are so many wonderful and smart studio parents within our communities and I really encourage you to look within. So that wraps up all of the 10 different ways there is to create consistent blog content within your studio without you having to do the work. And I really hope that you found that beneficial. So I'm going to quickly just recap all of 10 ways. So number one was asking your team members. Number two was a student spotlight series. Number three was putting your student teachers on a schedule. Number four was creating a mini how-to guide. Number five was seeking permission to republish valuable or informative articles from other people's websites. Number six was outsourcing. Number seven was people within the local community. Number eight was using a transcription service. Number nine was repurposing video content. And number 10 was reaching out to your studio parents. I really want to challenge you. I want you to do one of these and reach out in the next 24 hours. So I want you to take action straight away. It's the best way to implement, stay motivated and get stuff done within your studio. Once you've posted it, I would love for you to send me the link. So just reach out to us by emailing podcast at businessofdance.net so I can read it and share it and love it. So I'd be so excited to see one of the tips that I've shared come to life and has assisted you and your studio community. Before we wrap up the show, I just want to remind you to download our ready-to-go email and question template to send out to teachers and students. So this is a free guide that you can download, copy and paste in an email, and share with your teachers and students to get the ball rolling straight away. So to download that, head to businessofdance.net forward slash EP4. Thank you again for joining me today. I'm so excited to be continuing our Benefits of Blogging series next week with the final episode. Until then, I hope you have a fantastic week. I hope your day is going super splendidly and I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Business of Dance podcast. For show notes and other episodes, please go to businessofdance.net slash podcast. To learn more about Business of Dance and stay up to date with all the episode releases, as well as lots of extra studio tips and tricks, please like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. If you have any questions, topic suggestions, or wish to be a guest on the podcast, please contact us at podcast at businessofdance.net. We appreciate you taking the time to rate and review us on iTunes and wish you a great day. Stay tuned for next week's episode. And until then, keep dancing your way to the business you have always desired.